Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. So glad to have you with me today as we continue in the book of Philippians. Today we're in uh, Philippians chapter 2. And Philippians chapter 2, it is a banner passage in the scripture. It speaks of Christ and his his incarnation. It speaks of his sacrificial death and his his ultimate, his exaltation, uh, so that he has a name that is above every other name. That's an incredible passage that we could talk about. It also talks about working out your salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it is God that works in you, giving you the power and the desire to do what pleases him. Another incredible truth, but but I'm actually going to skip over those. And uh, part of the reason why is because in the ministry here at Valley, I think we've we've talked about those quite a few times. And I want to focus on a, maybe a, a lesser uh, highlighted portion of Philippians chapter 2, which is the story about this man Epaphroditus. Now, have you ever considered the significance one person can have as a Christian? Have you ever considered the significance, even that, that someone that could have the significance someone could have, even if they're not a uh, um, you know some big name in the Christian world? Have you considered the significance of of one person just little by little being faithful and loving others well? You know, I think that's the story of Epaphroditus. We, we get a snapshot into his ministry. And in this snapshot, we hear the Apostle Paul's love and heart for this man because of who this man was and because of how he lived. And so uh, let me turn us to the text. If you want to follow along with me, we're in Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 25. And here's what Paul says. He says, I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier and your messenger and minister to my need. Well, there's just a ton that he says in the introduction. I mean, look at how he describes this guy. He says, I, I want to describe Epaphroditus as my brother. This is someone who shares the faith. We are part of the family of God together. We both call on the name of Jesus. He says, my brother and my fellow worker. Now, when we talk about discipleship, sometimes we, we think about the person that is a believer and they're, they've got a lot of growing ahead of them. They're a believer and their Christian faith is much, much, much of it's about them. But when we start to mature, we become a disciple who is looking out for the needs and the concerns of others. When someone starts to mature, they become a, a fellow worker. And this is Epaphroditus. He wasn't content just saying, I believe in Jesus and I'm living my life. He said, I, I believe in Jesus and I'm going to make a difference. I, I'm going to join the cause. I'm going to be part of the work. I am a fellow worker. This is what Paul says. He says, he's a fellow worker. He says, and a fellow soldier. This goes a little deeper. When the battle gets hot, when lines are drawn, when there is danger because of our faith, when, when it costs us something to do the work of the ministry, you know who's standing right next to Paul? Epaphroditus. Brother fellow worker, fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. See, the Philippians, they sent Epaphroditus to Paul when Paul was in prison to minister and to care for Paul, bringing uh, financial resource, bringing care, bringing just an, a message of encouragement. They, he came from their ranks to Paul. Now, Paul is sending him back. He says, 
your fellow messenger and excuse me, your messenger and minister to my need, for he has been longing for you all and has been, excuse me and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. This journey from Philippi to, to Rome to care for Paul, it took its toll on Epaphroditus. He he became ill, and the Philippians heard about it. Verse twenty seven. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. Epaphroditus almost died in the sickness, potentially caused because of his travels. But God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. (laughs) Paul says, you know, God had mercy on Epaphroditus, keeping him from dying. God had mercy on me because if he would have died... Man, it would have been sorrowful for me because he's meaningful to me, but then also sorrowful for you. Like, how could I have written back to you saying, thank you for sending Epaphroditus, but I'm heartbroken to tell you that he has passed away and he's now with the Lord. God had mercy on Paul. God had mercy on Epaphroditus. Verse 28, he says, and excuse me, I am the more eager to send him. Therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. See, Epaphroditus means something to them. He means something to Paul. He means something to the Philippians. When he comes and visits them, they will rejoice at seeing him. It's kind of like like church services. You know, I, I rejoice every time someone's at church. Like, we go a week without seeing each other. I know when I'm somewhere else during a weekend and I miss a weekend, I come back and I just, my church family, like, man, I just, I love to see them. I love the fellowship, the care, the commonality, the reality that we look at each other and we know that that regardless of uh, skin color and gender and economics and education, what we share is Christ and that's more meaningful than anything else. Man, I love that. I love being uh, reunited with a brother or sister I haven't seen in years. Maybe someone who's moved away and, and uh, I get to have a cup of coffee or a meal with them. And it's just, it, it makes me rejoice. And this is what Paul is saying. He says, I sent him back so you guys, you can rejoice and I won't be anxious because you're without him. Verse 29, so receive him in the Lord with all joy. Look at this, and honor such men. For he nearly died for the work of Christ, Christ risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. It says, you guys sent him to do your bidding. He was willing, right? This isn't a guilt trip. He just says, you need to honor guys like this. You need to honor men like Epaphroditus. You need to honor men and women, believers who are willing to not just be a brother or sister, but also to be a fellow worker, also who are willing to be a soldier, who are willing to lay it all on the line. You know, Epaphroditus gets a few lines in the scripture. You probably don't uh, have his his name committed to memory. You, you may have read this before. Maybe you read this before watching this video and you kind of read over it and they're like, oh, there's a long Greek name. I probably won't even try to pronounce that, right? But, but I want you to think about him for a minute. We don't know if he was a preacher we, we don't know if he was a, an elder. All we know is he was, he was a brother, a fellow worker, and a soldier. He, he was a brother. He believed in Christ. 
Jesus' death and resurrection, you and I, brothers and sisters in Christ. He, he was a fellow worker. He, he didn't just show up to, to receive in the ministry setting and then go home and go about his business. No, he, he, was, a, he was a fellow worker. He was there in the trenches. You know, today, there are so many brothers or sisters that have not stepped into that role of being a fellow worker. They're content to let other believers do all the work of the ministry. Listen, if you're part of Valley, this is an invitation. Jump in the game. Become a fellow worker. If you're not part of Valley, find a local church that is centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ, that preaches the gospel, that believes the word of God, and jump in. I'm going to tell you, your church needs you. It needs you off the sidelines. It needs you in the game. And then finally, as a, as a soldier, a fellow soldier, are you someone who's there through thick or thin? Are you committed to the work of ministry, even when it costs you? Are you willing to stand firm, as we saw in Ephesians 6, to hold the line, to be there shoulder to shoulder in the heat of the battle, regardless of how much difficulty it might create? standing firm on the gospel. I want you to consider how much of a, an impact Epaphroditus made, and, and I want you to catch a vision on how much of an impact you can make. You know, I know, I know teenagers that listen to this. I, I know adults. I know retirees. I know elementary age kids. Listen, whether your, whatever your age might be, I want you to, I want you to catch a vision of the Epaphroditus kind of life. I want you to join the ranks. I want you to recognize you are called. You're called to be part of the work of the ministry. This is your invitation. In fact, this is, this is our ancient way for our modern day.